Morning prayer begins on page three. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord is saint, so come let us adore him. <clears throat> Together, Benite on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 10, page 353. <clears throat> Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble? The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wildness that they have imagined. For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight, and therefore defieth he all his. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity. He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lieth waiting secretly, even as a lion lurketh he in his den that he may ravish the poor. Ravish the poor, when he getteth him into his net. He falleth down and he humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains. He hath said in his heart, Tush, God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it. Arise, O Lord God, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor. Wherefore should the wicked blaspheme God, while he doth say in his heart, Tush, thou God carest not for it? Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. 
the poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king for ever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth. To help the fatherless and poor in their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the second book of Kings. In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebiah of Beersheba. Jehoash did what was right all the days in which Jehoiada the priest instructed him. <clears throat> but the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. And Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the dedicated gifts that are brought to the house of the Lord, each man's census money, each man's assessment money, and all the money that a man purposes in his heart to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take it themselves, each from his constituency, and let them repair the damages of the temple, wherever any dilapidation is found. Now it was so in the twenty-third year of King Jehoash that the priests had not repaired the damages of the temple. So King Jehoash called Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said to them, Why have you not temple? Now therefore do not take more money from your constituency, but deliver it for repairing the damages of the temple. And the priests agreed that they would neither receive more money from the people nor repair the damages of the temple. Then Jehoiada the priest took a chest, bored a hole in its lid, and set it beside the altar, on the right side as one comes into the house of the Lord. And the priests who kept the door put there all the money brought into the house of the Lord. So it was, whenever they saw that there was much money, that the king's scribe and the high priest came up and put it in bags, and counted the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Then they gave the money which had been apportioned, into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they paid it out to the carpenters and builders who worked on the house of the Lord, and to masons and stone cutters, and for buying timber and hewn stone, to repair the damage of the house of the Lord, and for all that was paid out to repair the temple. However, there were not made for the house of the Lord basins of silver, trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets, any articles of gold or articles of silver from the money brought into the house of the Lord. But they gave that to the workmen, and they repaired the house of the Lord with it. Moreover, they did not require an account from the men into whose hands they delivered the money to be paid to the workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The money from the trespass offerings and the money from the sin offerings was not brought into the house of the Lord. It belonged to the priests. Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. Then Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the sacred things that his fathers, Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, kings of Judah, 
had dedicated, and his own sacred things, and all the gold found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord, and in the king's house, and sent them to Hazael, king of Syria, away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose, and formed a conspiracy, and killed Jehoash in the house of the Milo, which goes down to Silla. For Josachar, the son of Shimeah, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servants, struck him. So he died, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Then Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. Here ended the first lesson. Today I'm Ladam, page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee, the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee, the noble army of martyrs praise thee, the holy church throughout all though doth acknowledge thee, the father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. God save, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the third chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Apostle Timothy. <clears throat> but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power. <clears throat> and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into the households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. 
men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith, progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. <clears throat> but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at, L at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Here endeth the second lesson. Jubilate Deo on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
O Almighty God, has knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of thy Lord. Grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee, for the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A few thoughts today. We are in the octave of All Saints, which we um, observe for you know all saints day and seven days following so that means the feast sort of colors all the week uh, we use the collect and on sunday the proper preface today is also all souls day which we'll talk more about in our service tonight where we uh, pray for our all departed souls and if there's a distinction between all saints and all souls it is that all saints sort of celebrates you know, the, the triumph of and holiness of the saints and all souls focuses on you know, the, the growth into holiness, the continual growth into it. So we look at, 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 this, at the sense of, of trying to achieve, you know, or, or grow into by grace that which we are. Um, our lessons, it's interesting when it talks about this reforming king who's repairing the temple, there's always a refrain. It was with the northern kingdom and now it's with the southern kingdom, that is, that he's doing all this great reforming work in the temple, but he did not take away the high places and didn't. So there's, there, there is this remaining enduring undercurrent of compromise in the life of Judah, even we get the good reforming king. And um, he's, he's going to repair the temple, but it's, it's kind of curious after he does all these great things at the end of the chapter, his servants kill him. So this clearly wasn't... Um, a kind of reform that was universally embraced by all, and and so it it reminds us that the battle for uh, to do the will of God to to uh, maintain right worship without the compromise um, is always opposed. And in Israel, there was always a constant struggle to maintain it. And this this sort of undercurrent of they didn't take away the high places or in the north, they didn't take away uh, the idols at Dan and Bethel. Uh, so you have sort of the removal of the open and obvious error and the maintain, maintenance of sort of the, the low-grade fever of compromise that just pervades Israel, uh, Israel and then the, also Judah until both end up being judged. We get over to Timothy. It's kind of what we, in Israel, um, the kingdom was supposed to be triumphant and and brought about on earth through God's covenant with Israel. And it reminds us the failure of Israel that that human nature before the cross cannot achieve that, and the failure of of Israel to establish that and all these struggles these kings have to try to, you know, bring it back that the true worship indicate 
that struggle of human nature unaided to do the will of God and the way it falls short of it. We get to the New Testament, the situation is different, that we know that the kingdom of God is already accomplished, already um, here because of what Christ has already done, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We already live triumphantly in the kingdom, but we still suffer opposition from the world. And that's what St. Paul highlights here with Timothy, um, that he's to be faithful. And he says, you follow carefully my doctrine, man of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which persecutions I endured and the Lord delivered me. And all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. That is that that pressing in of the world on the, its opposition to the, to the confession that Jesus is Lord and all, all of the um, implications of that. So in the context of all saints, we have to remember that our pursuit of holiness, and if we think pray for the departed, that God will continue to help them, the departed faithful, that God will continue to help them progress, that, that it hasn't, it's the same trajectory we're on that we we want to grow in holiness that we have to remember that the the main thing that governs our life and the pursuit of holiness are the concerns of the kingdom and as we pursue the concerns of the kingdom the world won't be happy about that won't will, will oppose us um and we have to be careful in our own life for the you know being clear about the open and obvious things. We're opposing heresy. We're not embracing these sort of compromises of worship, but beware of our subtle little idols we maintain, you know, the, the height, the, 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 you know, the idols on the hill and, and the, the, the things we compromise in daily life that the pursuit of holiness requires. We continue to look at life and be willing to, um, remove continually that from our life, that which is not of God. And I also think that in the life of faith, the truth is that as we progress, God reveals these things to us because the, the progress in holiness is, it's a progressive reality that when we begin our life of faith, you know, there's an enthusiasm and excitement. We, you know, are aware of the open, obvious things that need to be dealt with. But as we progress over time, God then goes a little bit deeper and begins to deal with our and our hidden motives and things that now need to be uncovered and healed. And that's where the, the work, um, uh, we must persevere in that work. And it, it won't necessarily be accompanied by um, outward success in the world. Sometimes we will grow through the struggles we, we face and our vocation is to be faithful through those struggles. We may not um, always get the victory we want, but we will. But we can always be witnesses for the kingdom. And this is the key perspective that I think Saint Paul is is giving us that the Old Testament doesn't have yet, which is that we are already in the kingdom. We are already living in Christ in the Spirit, and what the world wants to do is draw us away from that into those subtle compromises. And the pursuit of holiness following the saints is, is to continually be vigilant in our life for prayer, to be aware of what needs to go and be aware of all of the things we need to say no to and to resist the temptation to allow the values of the kingdom to become integrated in some subtle way with our values. That's the 
idols at Dan and Bethel, and that's the the although you know the king repaired the temple, he maintained those. He didn't take away the things on the green trees, the the worship of the idols on the hills, and and those kind of things. So we want to look at that in our lives as we as we pursue holiness um, after the manner of the saints in the octave of all saints. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page eighteen. O God, the creator and preserve of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. Grace for our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all. Good morning. Good day. Peace. Good day, everybody. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Have a great day.